Curry. Left wing. Hull goes into a three. Got another one. Stephen Curry is 7 of 9 from downtown. He's got 31 points. Early third quarter. Dub Nation, you're listening to Warriors Post Up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. James Wiseman will uh, put the headset on for us and going to talk to us downstairs. James, we appreciate you coming by. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can hear you now. <laughs> all right, thanks, James. First of all, give me your, your bird's eye view on this one. Kind of a crazy game. 89 points in the first half, and then it kind of goes south for you guys in the second half. What, what was it like out there tonight? Uh, just going out there, really just trying to execute. Um, it was a couple of possessions in the second half to where I could have did better, but, uh, I mean, I just tried to pick it up with my rebounds and just, just try to play defense. Yeah, we, we kind of talked to you, I believe, once in the preseason, but but how much fun are you having just being out there? Man, I'm having a lot of fun just to be out here, just to be playing with my teammates. Uh, it's been a two-year drought for me, just just watching basketball in my house with a huge brace on my legs. So, I mean, I'm just happy to be back out there playing. Hey, James, how much does it help kind of watching and absorbing all this stuff that you're going to be doing once you finally get out there? And now that you're out there doing it, how much did the watching the games help you? Man, just watching the games, just um, observing Loon and just Draymond and how they protect the basket and really just their DHOs and everything with JP, with Clay. So I'm trying to master that. Well, you're doing a hell of a job just running the court. I mean, you I don't know if anybody can outrun you from the center position in the NBA, but it takes effort. It's hard to do to con- consistently run, right. and you've done that, both on offense and defense. How much of a focus was that of yours? Just, you know what? Let's just beat my guy down every single time. Whether I get the ball or not, I can open up something for somebody else. Uh, that's one of my strengths, uh, especially coming into the draft. Um, I mean, it's been I mean, it's been my strength my whole life, just running the floor since middle school. Uh, man, so really I just uh, appreciate my coaches for just telling me to get in shape, to stay conditioned every day, just run on the track, uh, high school, college, and, and just trying to keep my condition up so I can be able to run like that. Well, it's just great to see you out there playing yes. games again, and congratulations on a win. It doesn't matter what what uh, what happened during the, the game, it's still a win. So, yes, sir. Congratulations. Thanks, James. Right, Thanks, James. Thank James Wiseman, our guest, and James with uh, 14 points tonight, 5 of 7 for the floor. He had 6 rebounds in this contest, and he had the uh, one of our four dunks tonight that the Warriors have, meaning $8,000 will be donated to the Warriors Community Foundation as part of the Dunks for Donations program presented by Rockets. And thank you, Rackett and Go Dubs. We'll come back. Post-game show coming your way. Well, your final is 130-125. to 125. If you're just dialing by the Warriors in the first half, led by three at the end of 139-36. You know, it was not a non-defensive game. A lot of uh, easy looks for both teams, but you could not have anticipated the second quarter where the Warriors outscored the Kings 50-35. to 50 points most ever by the Warriors in a second quarter. 89 points in the half is the third most ever scored by the Warriors in a half. And you thought, oh, wow, look at this. You know, the Warriors lead 89 to 71 at the break. They led by 18. The lead would go to 26. But then Sacramento just started chipping away, chipping away. And and in the fourth quarter, they outscored the Warriors 31-17. to And we had, at one point, it was a four-point game. And so the give the Kings credit. They kept working hard in this game. 
Uh, Warriors kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Stephen Curry with 33. Third straight game to start the season with 30-plus or more for Steph. And uh, that he's done that once before in his career in 2018-19. And so... It's a weird game. I mean, there's it's a win for the Warriors, but there's a lot to, to process for Golden State, and I think a lot for head coach Steve Kerr to work with in terms of to discuss as they get ready to head to Phoenix to take on the Suns on Tuesday night. So I think I think this will be a, a sort of a teaching point of what to do with a big lead, and also a teaching point that hey, you know, when we're talking about improving our defensive intensity, uh, this is why. Oh, look, this, the game had pretty much the same feel from the tip. Just kind of summer league-ish. You know, just kind of going up and down, everybody having fun, getting shots. They were making them in the first half. They just stopped making them in the second half. I thought where they kind of got back into this, because it was 18, 15, 17, 14, 18. So it's kind of bouncing around there. And then when Steve put in Rollins... Right, young guy, rookie comes in. You looked at the lineup out there, you're like, wow. I remember telling you, like, he's got a lot of trust in these guys because we're looking at all young guys out here. I think if I remember correctly, it was Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, Rollins, Poole. Yep. That's what it was. And then a minute later, he called the timeout because it was like, uh-oh. You know, this – and again, I, I, I don't know how much you teach from this game. Because that's the lineup you decided to put out there. And that, I mean, they're coming out there. The game's kind of up and down. There's not a whole lot of intensity into it. It's hard to expect them to come with, like, that force that you want them to come with. So they don't, which was predictable. And then the Kings are like, hey, 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 wait a minute here. We might be able to get one here. And they're just playing free and easy, too. Right. But here's the thing. They don't have anything to lose. When you play free and easy with nothing to lose, that's one thing. The other team goes on a 10-0 run. You're now down 22. It's like, whatever. We're going to lose anyway. But when you're playing summer league-ish and uh, not a lot of intensity and all of a sudden it gets down to five, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. What just happened here? So then you bring in, you bring in the starters again, the reinforcements, but they didn't get it back into gear. I... I, I I said that, that it's not that easy. You can't just put them back in and go, hey, remember what you were doing like 10 minutes ago? Do that. Now it doesn't work that way because mentally part of you is kind of checked out a little bit because the coach has kind of told you with the lineup that's out there, oh, we're going to win this game. These guys are going to ride it out. We'll be good, and this is fun, and we're just sitting here. We're having a good time talking to one another on the bench. And and, and what? 10? <laughs> We might have to go back in this thing. Take your wraps off your knees. Get back and try to get yourself mentally ready to go again. And it's not that easy. It just isn't. I've seen it happen over and over and over again where you try to put starters back in at the end of the game. And you think, okay, here we go. Well, now get yourself physically warmed up. Get yourself mentally. That's, that's, the, that's the more pressing issue is trying to mentally, like, get yourself back in the game because when you start the game you're ready for a battle when you think it's over then you got to re-engage again it's hard it is and we saw that they had four field goals the fourth quarter the Warriors did four and we saw Steph Curry miss an easy shot so I missed a couple easy shots uh, 
uh, a turnover. It was just it, it, they couldn't get it back into gear. And the Kings are like, hey, this is a free roll. This is house money right here. If we end up winning this one, holy smokes, we were left for dead. We shouldn't even be in this game right now, yet we we are. And to be honest, the Kings missed like three shots in a row. They had a chance to get it even closer. They had a chance to get it within one on that Monk three, I believe, and that was a massive shot. I yes. mean, if you're, if you're up one and you have to shoot the ball, you can't. they're not going to foul you because they, they, there's, only, there's still 50 seconds left. Now you're forced to score. And yeah, I can't even imagine they miss that shot, and all of a sudden the Kings have a chance to win the game down one. But you know what? You get it, and a week from now, two days from now, two months from now, no one will remember this game. All it counts as is a win. And to me, more than anything, I don't know how much they teach. This is a teachable moment. It's just one that, again, let let's everybody know. This is why coaches keep guys in the game. Yeah. This is exactly why they keep them in the game longer than you think they should keep them in the game. Coaches aren't worried about injuries as much as you are. You're worried about injuries. And you're worried about an extra minute here or there, extra 30 seconds. But this is what happens in the NBA. You think, oh, 20-point lead, six minutes to go. What could happen? That would just happen. That became a four-point game with the Kings having the ball and a wide-open three, those things can happen. Everybody in this league is really good. And if they get rolling, they catch fire, and all of a sudden you have a little pressure on you, which you haven't felt all game, by the way, and you got to make a shot now, make a play, it's not that easy. So every coach, every coach has, I'm sure, a horror story where they're like, oh, yeah, I took my starters out, we're up 25, and all of a sudden we lost by four. Everyone probably has that story because they, I mean, everybody knows, all the coaches do it. That's the thing. They all do it because they know how quickly leads can vanish, especially three points at a time. Bam, 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 bam. All of a sudden it's like a 12-0 run, and which was a 20-point lead. It's an eight-point lead, and all of a sudden the psychology has changed in your mind. One team's like, cool, this is awesome. Let's keep going. The other team's like, what happened? Are you kidding me? We could lose this game? The sphincter factor. Oh, pucker. Puckeritis. It's like you can't. You can, it's, and it's real. It is, it is absolutely, real. It's absolutely real. Because you're thinking, what happened? You're thinking negative thoughts, and they're just thinking positive thoughts, and that usually doesn't work out well either. So, I guess the lesson to be learned here is: don't put all the young guys in too soon. I, I guarantee you won't see that for a while now. Well, coaches aren't. You know the 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 one I always laughed at. You know, player, well, coaches, you know, he's restricting my game. He's keeping me, you know, he's like, yeah. he's hurting my game. No, he's not. He wants he wants to win. If you were helping him win, you'd be in the game. They you will know? do anything. Yes. Anything to help you win, help him win a basketball game, football, baseball. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They will do anything to help them win that game. So, yeah, and so the, to me, it's like, you know, um, you have to, you know, you have to look at this. And, and coaches are concerned about wins. They want to win. You know, it, it's, yep. and, 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 you know, because their job's on the line, and also because that's what you're paid to do. You're paid to win games. Yep. You know, it's, it, there's a lot of chatter about stuff. Oh, this guy, okay, he's got to score 25 points tonight, or he's going he's gonna to measure out in my ratings index or whatever it is. But, you know, the, the bottom line is wins and losses. That's why you do this. And, and so. Well, look, if Steve didn't care that much about winning or losing this game, he would have left all the young guys out there. Yep. 
He would have said, yeah, you guys finish it out. You guys got in this mess. You guys get us out of this mess. But no, he took him out. He had him in there for about a minute, and then that was it. He brought he brought everybody back in. He had to bring his closing lineup back out for this one. Clay, Steph, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, Draymond. That's like a closing lineup. That's they they like to close with that. It's against certain lineups, uh, and they had to bring it back out. But again, it's not easy to put the car back in uh, in gear sometimes, and they just. They couldn't get it going. Again, in a night where offensively they could do no wrong. They had 89 points in the first half. The third quarter wasn't terrible, not great, 94 points. But then they had four field goals in the se- in the fourth quarter. Four. 17 points in total. They got scored by 14 points in that quarter. Uh, again, that's why they wait. They err on the side of caution on taking everybody out because it's not that easy if – Things go wrong, like they did tonight. You saw the results, right? Did they look like the same team that played the first half? No. And it's understandable. Why? That's why they'd say, you know what? Before guys check out physically and mentally, I'm going to keep them in there an extra minute just to make sure. So when I put the young guys in or some of the reserves they don't get to play a lot in, they can't possibly blow this. This is like 20 points with 250 left. We're good. We're we're good at that point, but with six minutes left, it could become dicey. And tonight it did. Well, uh, a couple of things. One is that we, you and I may have to uh, uh, change our references here. Why is that? Because I I use that one too. Putting a car into gear, gotta get it into gear. But the cars, I don't know. You know, most cars are like you know automatic now. I don't think there's many cars you have to actually get it into gear. And well, they still get have to they have to get the gear. Well, you push a button. That's basically. <laughs> <laughs> My son, this is a true story. He went for his driver's test, and the guy said, okay, turn on your lights. He goes, I don't have to. They're automatic. <laughs> How'd that go over? <laughs> guy goes, ah. <laughs> I'm going to do anything. You kidding me? So hey, He should have taken a Tesla. I don't yeah. even have to drive. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. Oh, no. Shh. We don't talk about driverless cars here on Warriors Radio. Okay. Let's not, let's not speed up the future. Let's kind of slow it down for a few yeah, more years. I'm with you. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo uh, left with a hamstring injury, apparently. Yeah, and, I was wondering why, why he wasn't playing. And he is minutes. not going with the club to Phoenix tomorrow. Oh, wow. And he'll be reevaluated. So that's not not good. No, everything that... Uh, that's probably why Rollins got the call there. Good point. Yeah. Good point. I have never had a pulled hamstring, but everyone that's told me said they're tricky. They could linger for a while if you don't let it heal. And so, uh, you know, especially in this sport where it's an explosive sport, you know, you, you can't think about what you're doing. It's just react, and you're cutting, and you're moving, and you're running. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't see it, so I don't know. I didn't see him limping. I don't know yeah, how severe it is. Yeah, you know, it's it really is, weird, yeah. Again, the hamstrings have, have been told uh, by, by – uh, you know, friends that played different sports, they said, it's, that's a tough one. That's one you got to be really, really careful with, or it can sneak up and be a much longer much longer injury than you uh, anticipated. And the other, the other part about this, I think, you know, just to, to, if you're looking at the Warriors, when there's a situation like that, uh, again, with this team and with this group, it's always going to be big picture. Yep. It's not going to be, can we win Tuesday? It's going to be big picture, and so... 
Um, so I think that's, you know, whether it's Dante DiVincenzo, whether it's Jordan Poole, whether it's Kaminga, whether it's Curry or Thompson, it's going to be big picture. And if you miss a couple of the air on the side of caution, that's what's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think when you know you're going to be in the playoffs and this team will, uh, barring catastrophic injury, of course, and it may even take multiple uh, injuries, they'll be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking this, this is all about getting to the playoffs and being as good as you can be. Now, not every team obviously has that luxury, and some teams need to win every game they can to, to secure their spot in the playoffs. This isn't one of those teams, and it's also not one of those teams that necessarily needs home court advantage uh, the whole way through. They've proven that. So, yeah, I mean, of course, it, this, they've always done it that way. They're going to err on the side of caution, uh, make sure you're ready, and then probably give you a couple more days after that just to make sure you're ready. Well, uh, i got to go home and pack. When are you guys taking up to Phoenix? It's, yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. It's, not, it's one a one, day, one, one game. day. Yeah, but then, then I come back. Then I really have to pack. Because After going, Miami, you do. Yeah. Well, no, I got packed before Miami because we're leaving early in the morning because it's well, early for me. It's because I got to drive early in the morning. But uh, so yeah, well, it's early in the morning, like ten. That's ten. You yeah, know, that's but, early for me. Super early. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody somebody asked me about that. It says, well, well, you know, are you an early riser? And sometimes I get up and get a nice walk in before it gets really moving. But uh, but you know, I've worked nights since I was nineteen. I know. You know, and you've, yeah. you've yeah. played nights or whatever. Yep, I still haven't been able to let that go. So I try to get to bed. If I can get to bed by one, I'm happy. I'm good at that point. Watch all my games and go to bed at 1 and get up around 8.30, something like that. and Then uh, start my day. Start my rigorous day of uh, walking and watching sports again. So so, te- <laughs> so if you can't sleep, text Tom. He'll be up. He'll reply. I'm up. Yeah. I'm so up. All you got to do. A little advice. Is tweet me and I'll say, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I will uh, see, see you Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, always okay. fun to see Eric Spolster. I think he's a, he's a great guy. He's one of the great coaches in this league. And, um, man, they just uh, they always get after you. That's never yep. never a fun game. On uh, on Steve's uh, Olympic staff, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think he is. Him so. and Monty Williams and Mark Few. Mark Few. Maybe one more that I don't know about, but... Yeah, no, I, I look forward to playing them to see if they're wearing their Miami Vice uniforms, too. Those things are brutal. <laughs> but they do fit Miami. They do fit Miami. They're Absolutely. perfect for Miami. There's no uh, no doubt about that. Like I said, I know we got to run, but uh, when Miami built their ballpark, the Marlins, yeah. I said, that is so perfect for Miami. Remember, they had the, they had the green wall. Right. They had the Club Med brochure come to life out in left center field. Yeah. And then they had the fish tank. Behind home plate. And I said, hey, you guys, I mean, this ballpark wouldn't work anywhere else, but in Miami, it was, like, perfect. I said the only thing they could have done a little bit better to make it Miami, just Miami, was to chalk the field with Coke. It would have been like, that would have been inc- that would have been so Miami. It's time. Okay. Goodbye. That's Tom Silver and I'm Tim Roy. As we continue. <laughs> He's got to go home and watch Scarface for the 500th time. That's how he stays up till one. <laughs> up all the time. You're up there. Welcome to me and my little friend. Uh, 